0: The Adventures of Bradley and Dawn on my talk 1071, Everything entertainment. Oh, my goodness. Thank you for being here with us. We'll be talking a little bit more about the coronation that happened this weekend, later on this hour. And uh, we invite you, if you watched it and you noticed anything weird, to give us a call when we talk about it. A lot of weird things, a lot of cool things, and a lot of observations that we will have now you found out something that is going to help your life revolutionize
1: your travel experience dawn if i were to ask you a question and by the way dear audience you are also playing the role of dawn for the answer of this question so feel free to join the conversation at 651-641-1071 or you can chime in on the twitters or send us an email now that that thing's working again mike feel free to add your thoughts as well but dawn i ask you a question with intent what is the most frustrating thing about going to the airport what's this most stressful thing what's the most frustrating? The
0: stressful thing is um i have to get there super early because i don't know how long the tsa line is gonna
1: be oh that's supposed to be a ding sorry i hit the wrong thing <laughs> ding! Like
0: that, it's a very pleasant Dawn. 60s music bit
1: Don, you're yep. absolutely right. The yeah. correct answer is security.
0: When you go in and it's out the door, like when I was in L.A. <laughs> one time bah, and it was bah, like a mile out the door, I was like, no, nope, this yeah, it's is terrifying. really scary. i never going to get through this. You're like,
1: I'm never going to get through. <laughs> so if I said again, and b- by the way, answer the question for yourself, what's the most stressful thing about heading to the airport? Um, it is that that security line. To that point... I was watching a YouTube video. I was in one of my YouTube spirals this weekend watching uh, this travel guy, and he shared with me, uh, I mean, really, he shared with his whole audience, but I thought he was talking directly to me, <laughs> um, a hack. And I was like, oh, because you know, like is when this people- a hacky hack? Is this like, is this a real hack or, a, a, you know, anyway, it was a real hack. I found this website that he shared, and it's called Qsensor.co. We'll put the link up on our show links page, but Q-S-E-N-S-O-R dot Q-Sensor.co. It literally tells you in real time the security line wait time at your favorite airport. So oh. it'll tell you. So, for example, I just typed in. Let me do it. Well, I don't need to do it it's again. It's
0: on our show links right now. You can go to it along with us.
1: If you type in MSP right now, sure. it says eight minutes is the current average wait time. For Terminal 1 at MSP. The Terminal 2 wait time is currently 10 minutes. I had no idea there was such a resource. I I think it's somewhat new, but I don't know. It seems to be an open source website. For some reason, I can't find the app. So if there's an app version of it, I couldn't find it. It Mm. seems to be just a website. And again, we put that link on our show links page. Um, I cannot wait to use this the next time I am headed to the airport. Now, it will for me, I think, inform when I call the lift, right? Like, because I don't know about you, Don, but I am the kind of person who likes to get to the airport
0: early. Very like to an obsessive, like I'm in the I'm sitting down two hours before my flight. Much leaves. to
1: Jamie's chagrin. I want to get to the airport early. Now, I will say over the years, because we are diametrically opposed in this regard, he wants to get to the airport at the last possible minute.
0: Wow, that's surprising. Wow.
1: Wow. It's, it's really weird. frustrating, darn. And we've had so many fights early on in our relationship. Not fights. Let's not oversell but it, it. But it made you nervous. Points of contention. Um, and it's it's disturbing also because he is like a type A Virgo like right. super wouldn't he plan want to be there three hours because he just has this thing in his head. God love him. He just has this thing in his head that we shouldn't be at the airport any longer than we need to be. And I'm the kind of person that's like, I want to get there with a window, with a cushion, so that I can go to the bathroom, so that I can do some retail experience.
0: I can get some snacks. I can get some snacks. I I, I usually have, like, some sit-down meal at a restaurant in the airport. Yeah. It's like the start of your vacation where you're like, I'm going to go have a rodeo burger.
1: And we we had this entire conversation about how, like... For me, my vacation begins the minute I leave my house. Mm-hmm. For Jamie, the vacation doesn't begin until he gets like to where he's going. And so, like you, no, I'm so I think the, the airport is the vacation. It's fun. Yes. And also, have you been to our airport? I, I mean, know. It's, it's literally a place I want to spend time. I
0: would like to live there.
1: Well, I mean, if by that you mean we can fly constantly, yes. Yeah. Um, but anyway, that this, I think, has the potential now, QSensor.co, sensor.co to radically reduce the amount of pre-travel stress because the only thing that I stress about is getting to the airport in enough time. Yes. And people will say like have you ever missed a pl- a flight or anything and it's like no, but I just I need to get there in enough time to feel relaxed Mm -hmm. not stressed there are too many other ways to get stressed when you're on a trip
0: right do not create your own stress you need to make it as easy as possible for yourself that goes for getting to the movie before the movie starts and being able to get the seat you want or any event or anything you can reduce or going to work every day
1: yeah, exactly. Now, what's the? Uh, by the way, if you have another like airport stress, let us know. I was going to say this queue sensor. It not only gives you real time data that people can input. You know, so like it's, like it's kind of open source in that mm-hmm. way, like ways. But it also has average historical wait times listed, so you can kind of judge the, you know, current experience based on the historical oh, average. Sure. You can also, um, for example, it says that you can add a security queue wait time. So like if you can report basically yourself how long it took you to get through.
0: I see, yes.
1: So for me, I just love this. And I'm like, oh, this is is where technology is our friend. Everybody's all worried about everybody's, you know, taking all our data and doing all these things. And I'm like, (laughs) can we just get a thing that tells me how long the line is at the airport so that I don't have to show up too early?
0: Uh, Yeah, I mean, this is going to be really, it's going to actually make you it worse for you and Jamie because he's going to say that terminal one wait Wait, time is six minutes. I know, but he's going to look at this and go, dude, it's six minutes to get through. But
1: here's the thing, Don. We're not telling him this or telling this. We're not telling him about this.
0: You're just going to know.
1: Yeah, so P.S. if you know Jamie you're not mentioning any of this.
0: You guys, we've got secret time. Like,
1: it's for me to know and for him to just yeah. continue to complain about how we get to the airport too early. Oh,
0: thank goodness we're on the same page, MC and I. We love to be there early You guys enough. both have
1: the same. Uh-huh. It is pretty common, though, I-, I will say, to have, like, one person is, like, the early bird and then the other person is the let's get there when we get there. Mm. And... I guess maybe it balances it itself out. Like how early do you guys get to the airport realistically? We,
0: well we um
1: when you fly together.
0: We two hours. Yeah.
1: So you two get hours you're right, you're pulling up at departures two hours early.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: No matter the flight.
0: No matter the flight. Meaning it's I like mean, you know, I mean we might go more. Big... We might do like two and a half hours. Oh, okay. Yeah. It depends on like if it was an international flight for sure. Yeah because you need to be there even earlier. I mean, it'll tell you on your ticket, and then also you can just sort of predict, like, oh, this airport is terrible, like Atlanta, you know?
1: I didn't know this, but we got an email from a listener. Ori says that MSP does have a timer on their website, too.
0: Wow! Yes! Of course they do, because it's the best airport ever.
1: I mean, it truly is.
0: I mean, yeah. And I will say that was
1: one of the other things about this Q sensor, is that they will take that real-time data that MSP provides in addition to all the open source data. Mm. So even if your airport doesn't provide that, you can still look it up. So like if you're at a smaller airport, for example, a regional airport, they might not have as many people uh, or they might not have as many airports reporting. Um, that open source will then help that. So
0: Gosh, just thought, it's just interesting to even see the chart of the whole day in right? here. That's like, oh, wow, it is busiest at like 5 a.m., Really, I mean, five a.m. and four p.m. are the busiest times at MSP.
1: Can I tell you when we flew out? And that's been my experience. We usually fly out first thing if we can, and mm-hmm. it's always super busy. We flew out. Uh, I think most recently when we were headed out on our cruise, because remember we had to change our flights. Yes. And we ended up leaving in the afternoon. It was like noon, yes, I
0: think, because of the snowstorm coming. Nobody there. Really, it was like dead.
1: We have a caller. Uh, with another travel tip, okay, you want one? sure. Kelly's on the line. Let's go to Kelly quick. Kel- Kelly, what's your travel tip, honey? Hi, guys. Hi. Okay.
2: So two things. One, if you text the Minneapolis airport at the text number is four 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 five five five, it will text you back and tell you if there is any parking left at the main terminal, which is a <gasps> lifesaver because if you are tight on time and you get there and that parking ramp is full. You have to go to the other parking and then take the tram in, which takes forever. Oh, so yeah. that's huge. And I usually do that when I'm literally driving there so that I have a, a heads up. The other thing is for any airport, which is FlightAware. Oh, so yeah. So if you go on FlightAware.com and there's an app, too, it'll tell you where your plane is. So oftentimes mm-hmm. when I'm traveling, if I see a delay or even if I'm headed to the airport, it's going to tell you before the air, airline even tells you if your flight is on time. So,
1: I love.
2: Thank that, you. What is that called?
1: Flight aware.
2: Flight, flight aware. aware.
1: Kelly, thank you so much for your tips.
2: Yes. And by the way, I'm sitting here screaming still about the snakes in the wall. I know.
1: I'm You're not sorry. alone, honey. You're not alone. <laughs> We're going to hold it against Dawn. Gross. <laughs> thank you, Kelly. Okay, Dawn. Yeah. I. I did. Uh, in addition to Kelly's tips, you know who gave me that flightaware tip was our good friend uh, Daniel, Chef Daniel Green. Oh, because right. you know he's a super traveler. He sure is. And when we were like fretting about that trip because of the weather, he was like, "Go to flightaware. You'll tell. If, you'll be able to tell if your plane has arrived or not." So.
0: Wow! I'll put those other ones we just learned on our show Thank links you. page
1: right now. When we come back here on the Adventures of Bradley and Dawn, uh, we're going to go back to another story. Right here on My Talk One O Seven One.
2: Here's a little mini experience from Donna and Steve.
0: Matthew McConaughey. He is hosting. The Adventures of Bradley and Dawn on My Talk One O Seven One Everything Entertainment. Um, Chris Pratt. He doesn't mind being gross and, you know, being funny on um Instagram.
1: And apparently neither do you, because I would just like to say at the outset, this is now the second nasty story that you've shared with us today
0: oh oh i'm so sorry what the snakes (laughs) yes the snakes you creeped us
1: all out with snakes in the house
0: okay well i I mean i didn't do it i didn't put the snakes there and chris pratt He's the one who got toenail fungus. Apparently. Gross! What? <laughs> uh,
1: why? Uh, <laughs>
0: well, he put his toenail on Instagram. His wh- pinky toenail. Why? Um, his pinky toenail. Yeah, nobody wants to see it, though. Does it
1: look like a potato chip or what?
0: It is. <laughs> it does. It has a a tint to it. Sure. Don't. I mean, <laughs> I I I don't um I don't need to describe it for you. You can go look at his Instagram. Well,
1: now you're gonna need to. It says
0: Met Gala look. <laughs> That's what he put up. And I was just like, when I'm looking at the toe, I'm like, yeah, yeah, that's the nail. But then there's one little hair. I'm like, just shave that off, okay? You know? It's just like, it's one hair.
1: Why are you looking at Chris Pratt's toenail?
0: Because, oh, God! Oh, God! He
2: says, uh, it
0: says uh, Met Gala look. That is so ugly! <laughs> so, I don't know if you've ever seen a show called... My feet are killing me. It's no. a TLC show.
1: No, because why would you, I do I, some, please people explain like it. to me because I know this is a thing. Look, yeah. I'm not judging for anyone else. I'm just judging for myself. You're just judging me. <laughs> no, 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 truly. I'm just saying like for me, I can't look at disgusting things like toes. Oh, or not that all toes are disgusting, so but you know, like those it. shows where people like to Lance boils and, like, oh, look at ingrown hairs. Yeah. Some people get such satisfaction out of it. It is so gross to me. Yeah. Do you, so you, do you enjoy that kind of
0: um, um experience? The, I don't really love that show, but I can see, like, whenever I used to vi- visit.
1: Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help.
0: it's um my um my companion with little brothers friends of the elderly she, iris she was 90 and she found about out she started watching that show oh. that dr pimple popper and she loved it she was obsessed
1: yeah, that's what i'm saying there are people who are obsessed with that stuff and i hate it when it shows up in my timeline because it's like i don't like i'm glad that you all want to like watch people erupt things <laughs> But I am gonna be traumatized <laughs> if it shows up in my feed. Anyway, back to Chris Pratt and his toe. Okay, Why on so, God's green earth was he posting this to Instagram? Because he
0: likes to be funny. Like you know, he's not one of those guys that are like, "Hey, I'm I'm gonna give you thirst traps." So the doctor from a doctor from the show, "My Feet Are Killing Me" on T- TLC. His name is Dr. Brad Schaefer, and. Um, He had a message for Chris Pratt. Here it is.
3: Chris Pratt has an interesting case of tinea ungum. And I know that sounds crazy, but at the end of the day, it's just straight up toenail fungus. Um, What he needs to do is just get it taken care of and checked out by doctors like me, podiatrists. Got it all covered. People with toenail fungus, there can be a lot of issues with that. One, it's unsightly, it's not sexy. Sorry, Chris, but you're not going to be getting too many followers out there with that. But at the end of the day, it's not too much trouble for the patient. You know, you can get it taken care of pretty easy and quick. A lot of times, you can just remove the toenail and have it grow back in. And it grows back in clean most of the time most of the time probably say chris pratt's case is not too severe i didn't see his other toes he only showed us that one (laughs) so just from looking at that it's not too severe it's either trauma or fungus but if it's going to the other toes that's pretty severe you need to get that taken out
1: Um. good
3: thing is it's not life threatening it's only fungus so it's just unsafe.
1: so it's just disgusting and well, he put that on his Instagram.
0: Well, I thought it was funny in Dr. Hot, Hot Dr. Brad's video here. Okay. That he said it's no big deal you just take care of it you you just take off the nail and then goes on like that is something normal and okay like they're that's just the part that makes me uncomfortable yeah i don't know what the process is but i don't like my toe being naked without a nail
1: yeah well i'm sure they'd have to like you know cut it off bandage it up and it would have to heal for several weeks yeah, for sure. i've had my like big toenails come off before just from uh like when i ran a marathon because and that's pretty common like when you're doing long distance yeah, running
0: you have marathon toe you, that is so painful i've had from running just like ooh it's bruised feeling
1: yeah my like actual toenail just it like it was kind of satisfying though in a weird way there would be like a almost like a blister underneath the nail and then it would pop and then it would like disconnect from the nail bed and so you could literally just <laughs> Oh God, it's so gross! But it was kind of satisfying because it didn't hurt. You just like peeled it off, oh, like like okay. a big potato chip, crunch, crunch. Oh, God. <laughs> God. I just went from one extreme you know, to another. You're at me, I was and vile destroying. and disgusted at Chris Pratt's. Maybe because it's my toe. Yeah, like sure. do you, you know what I mean? Like it's someone else's, you know, uh, Frito Lay foot <laughs> that doesn't really sit well but my own Frito-Lay feet are fine.
0: Yeah I, I think so because you're you're talking about your own. But so it's not a painful thing? I always thought that would be It was awful. not painful at okay. all. It didn't
1: hurt worth anything. Yeah. But then my nail grew back.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh that's good. It's good. I mean it's
1: in the shape of like a you know chicken nugget. But <laughs> I'm not posting that on Instagram. <laughs>
0: So you never see any feet in the sand, but (laughs) you'll show me on your cruise.
2: (laughs) Don, thank you for grossing us out
1: (laughs) once again.
0: Sure.
2: Hey,
1: when we come back, should we go back to Coronation Town? Or we could talk about beef.
2: Fun
1: time when we're hanging out together. Awesome. My talk 1071. Chew around the house, call hero.com. Here's the thing my friends at Hero can help truly in almost any room of your home. And by that I mean whether it's electric, heating, cooling, plumbing, you name it, the pros at Hero have been helping homes out for decades. In fact, for over a hundred years. Now, this time of year, You're probably um, just starting to think about your air conditioner. You probably haven't run it yet, but you're having those conversations like, are we going to run it this week? It's supposed to be up in the 80s. Here's the thing. It's the perfect time to get your AC tune up. And there is no better place to have your AC tuned up than with the folks at Hero. For $69, you're going to get that professional tune up and a 365-day no breakdown guarantee. So, you can just go about your business. Don't have to think about your AC all summer long. Call hero.com today. Tell them Bradley sent you.
2: Helen Lori and Julia here for Hammer and Exploring
0: Solutions. Other flooring stores offer free and silicon. my talk 1071. Uh, thank you for joining us. It's Coronation Monday where we discuss all things coronation and a few things here and there like travel tips and snakes invading people's homes.
1: And potato chip feet.
0: <laughs> yes yes all right so we talked about earlier um about what happened at the actual coronation at westminster abbey and now we got to talk about harry and megan
1: yeah we got to know you know what as americans doing? as americans were very consumed with all the drama between harry and Meghan and the royal family what were they up to those crazy kids while well, Chuck was getting a crown and Camilla was finally taking revenge on all the nasty stuff people have said about her over the years. Well, we know what those two were up to. In fact, it's actually pretty obvious and straightforward. They just were doing their own thing. Harry went. He was there. He was in and out. It's fine. He didn't linger. Um, and honestly, from the perspective of the you know a person watching the coverage as it happened like from the BBC anyway. So like the British people's perspective, right? They mentioned when Harry walked in, he, he arrived, which I did think was a little interesting with Prince Andrew, Beatrice and Eugenie and their respective spouses. Actually, I think it was only one of their spouses was there. I, think I don't both know when them were there, but they uh, all walk in together. And Harry was just behind and the announcer just made the, you know, made the observation, oh, here comes Prince Andrew with Beatrice and Eugenie and blah, 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 and Prince Harry. And that was pretty much all they said.
0: On the BBC.
1: Yeah, and then they, they you know, Harry goes about, he smiles and does this thing. And then later, during the actual coronation ceremony, uh, you could see him. He was about three rows back, right, from the front. And it's always easy to identify Harry, right? Because he's, you know, fiery redhead hmm. And so he kind of sticks out and he was just doing his own thing. He wasn't like throwing stink eyes or like mm-hmm, or giving like, you know, attitude face right. or anything. He just, you know, he did his business like he said he would do. Yeah. And then left and went back home. So it was pretty uneventful. I don't know that we expected any actual fireworks. And as for Megan, she just went for a walk.
0: She went on a
1: hike. She went on a hike, which I will say was a total move, right? Because you know, and and they even said in the article, I think it was page six where I saw the story, or no, it was, yeah, it was uh, TMZ actually, the pictures of her, she's out and about. When you're a celebrity and you go out and about for a walk, you know that paparazzi are going to follow you, especially if you're Meghan Markle, especially especially if it's on the day of the coronation. Especially, you you know, like it it just all made perfect sense that she would like, I'm going to now have my moment. And so she went for a walk with some friends. No kids, though, just herself, which I thought was an interesting choice. She was hanging around with close pals Marcus Anderson and Heather Dorak, um, who apparently she's known for years anyway. But it was it was an uneventful walk. It wasn't like she was walking and she was like, you know, middle fingers blazing or something or be like tiara wore like a shirt that said was
0: waving an american small flag (laughs) Yeah. yeah yeah
1: like like it was it was very it was just it was a thing but it was not a huge thing right so they just i i think it was deliciously underwhelming yeah frankly the two of them what did you think
0: um well i thought it was i kept seeing the same picture of harry looking over at william for one oh, second, and it's okay. like they were just waiting for one shot of whenever he was. He glanced over, but it was probably just like one second. And it looks like since you saw, we saw it everywhere that he's longingly staring at his brother, like "Come on, man, yeah. just talk to me." Yeah, you know. But, the
1: media played their part oh, certainly. At least totally. the print media, and by that I mean the tabloids. Of course, they're going to try to make hey, in fact. Um, you brought that story about, uh, oh, which one was it now? Just essentially saying that a body language expert said he looked cocky.
0: Yes, that's was my next point. Yes. So this is really dumb. It says that uh, cocky Prince Harry was oddly cheerful at the coronation, body language expert says. So apparently if you smile, you're cocky. Harry looked cheerful to the point of cocky. Body language expert Judy James tells Page Six, "It's almost as though, as though none of the events of the past couple of years has ever happened. What do you want him to do? Sit there and cross his arms and sulk and be? Because like, if he did that, Who? the
1: headlines would be Prince Harry sulks.
0: Right. So actually, what he was doing was setting all of the things aside and being polite." I don't think that's cocky. I think that's being a normal human being and knowing that it's not your time to make weird faces and have emotions. He realizes he's in the realm of the his royal family and they don't have emotions. This is the place where I do not have emotions, yeah. you know? And so, you know, he probably rolled his eyes a lot when he got on his private plane.
1: <laughs> well, also, okay, so I kind of did want to talk about that. If you're just joining us, Adventures of Bradley and Dawn, it's the day after the coronation weekend and we're kind of just sitting with all this stuff we watched a lot of coverage harry and megan obviously everybody wants to know because that's all the tabloids in the media want to focus on right because there's drama there which i totally get but like can we just own don that it is like other than the fact that they didn't do anything to like You know, it's not like Prince Harry was like throwing banana peels for people to slip on or trip on. And and, and Meghan wasn't like, you know, I don't know. It still is really weird when you thought about it, wasn't it? Because when I was watching the actual ceremony and I would see Harry or just like all the people, William, Kate,
0: prince nasty prince
1: well yeah prince nasty was like, to the side so
0: they didn't have him in the i shot. did think
1: about him when he was walking in initially because i thought i wonder what it's like to know that everyone there thinks you're disgusting with the exception of like the other old disgusting people mm-hmm. like there are i'm just saying like there are other people yeah, who way worse. would protect him you know because of their own issues but like I did think to myself, God, I wonder what it's like to walk into a room and just know that the world thinks you're gross for good reason. Uh, And in the same way, then I was having thoughts like with with William and Kate, like, what is William really thinking about the fact that Harry's like right behind him? And they're not gonna talk.
0: He doesn't acknowledge him. He doesn't look his way. It's they just don't weird. even nod at each other. Nothing. The,
1: the I mean, person you were closest to who you you know, I the know. The only you,
0: other person that knows exactly what you went through as a child, losing your mother, is him.
1: And I know you were um, you know, poking fun at some of the ABC coverage in terms of like feelings, but there is a point at which I thought what is going through their heads right now? Because <laughs> Like, this is the most important part of their father's life, which they still love their father. But just, like, they must have been thinking about all of that. Like, the fact that their mother wasn't there. The fact that they are not talking and yet they're just people apart. Like, there's something Shakespearean about all of this that's going on. But in the moment, it didn't appear that that was manifesting in any noticeable way.
0: And they would never let that happen because, overall, there's this level of respect and decorum you just british people wouldn't do that you know now in america we might be pulling somebody's wig it's sherry springer yeah (laughs) yeah oh
1: we'd be throwing down (laughs) (laughs) i mean no people just wouldn't go no
0: they wouldn't go. i honestly
1: think you know if harry was an american he wouldn't go just like megan didn't go and i don't blame her for one second
0: no way as
1: much as i think you can have a conversation about appreciating the you know, thousand-year history of the coronation. I also would not expect a person to bring themselves to a place where nobody wants them around. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think for one second anybody would have been happy to see Megan there in terms of the royal family.
0: Just because? Why? When you break that down, it's like why. Because people blame her for all of this, which is yeah. totally unfair and not yeah. it's Absolutely. just without merit. I was just wondering, like, who's around him? Who's that next to him? Who gets to sit on the second row? You know, I wanted to know all those things. And ABC was not giving me that. Yeah, you
1: got screwed. Oof, Sorry.
0: No, it's OK. I just watched five hours of it. That's all. But I should have um, uh, tried to find the BBC broadcast. I didn't know that it was just going to be available on YouTube.
1: I will say that um, if you're just joining us again, we're kind of just parsing through everything that we appreciated and soaked up from the coronation. Uh, Truly. Both at an historic occasion, and you could appreciate it on that level, but also just that family drama. I can't get over the fact that that family drama is real. Like, you know how we talk about celebrity drama all the time? And we don't really know. And yeah, and people are like, well, you know, you don't know if it's true. It's all rumors. We know. We know that this drama is real and it's seething under the surface of these very reserved and dignified people.
0: Mm -hmm. But they're really good at not showing any emotions. They're trained to do that.
1: Great Minnesotans. (laughs) The royal family would would feel right at home.
0: So there was an actor. uh, I'm sorry, there was a a person there named... Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this
1: is Chris Jenner,
0: LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends.
1: Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel.
0: Carl Jenkins, and he looked like someone in a costume. Do you should, want to talk about that?
1: Should we talk about that when we come back? Sure. We'll do that right here on My Talk one oh seven one.
0: Remember that one
1: time on Jason and Alexis? Now look, I don't have hate in my heart for Katy Perry. I I enjoy her music. Road trip season is just around the corner. And that means you want to make sure your vehicle is in tip-top shape to get the family where you're going so whether it's a quick trip up to Duluth for the weekend or maybe you want to take like a once-in-a-lifetime family getaway to Yellowstone or some other amazing place in this country in your vehicle the best way to make sure your vehicle is up for what it takes is to bring it in to my friends at Boulevard Auto Works blvdautoworks.com Tom and his team have been right over in St. Anthony for 40 years they're the pros they're not going to take you for a ride they're Going to make sure that your vehicle can take whatever summer throws its way. So whether it's an oil change, scheduled maintenance, or whatever else, call the hometown pros at Boulevard Auto Works. BLVDAutoworks.com. With free courtesy cars and a car wash with every service, they're going to keep you happy all summer long. Boulevard Auto Works.
0: Anna Valentine here with Mike Bryant of Bradshaw and & Bryant and a reminder of the dangers of texting and driving. Mike, you have some pretty alarming st- and dawn. My talk. One zero seven one. Everything entertainment. Uh, it's coronation talk. Oh, we've been waiting it for this continues. moment for months, years actually. Um, seventy. Yes. Years, yes. Or whatever and it was, seventy six years.
1: Seventy, 70 years.
0: years. Yes. 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 We made. Oh some... yeah,
1: because she just celebrated seven years on the throne. I can't do math. It's
0: okay. Maybe you watched the ABC broadcast and no. they didn't give you information. They just talked about how they felt.
1: Not that you're bitter. <sighs>
0: Okay. Anyway, um, so we were just uh, talking about how Meghan Markle did her own thing at home. She went for a walk that was planned. Yeah. She made an outing. She had a hat on and some sunglasses. But she still got her headline. Yep, that's right. Now, there she could have been at the coronation though, because people speculated that there was a. Oh man my god! This is the like audience. the best <laughs>
1: story ever. So <laughs> when I was like, um, okay, you got me, royal fans convinced Dawn that Meghan Markle snuck into coronation in disguise. (laughs) Shh. Do you want to do it? Shh. Shh. It's a wig. It's a wig. (laughs) No, okay, so there was a picture of a, a person who was alleged to be Meghan Markle disguised at the coronation Of King Charles. Would you like to describe for the audience what Um, the person in disguise looks like?
0: Wilford Brimley with a big wig on. Yes. With a big silver wig.
1: Wilford Brimley in a Party City wig. (laughs) Right?
0: Big glasses, a big mustache. With some Jeffrey Dahmer
1: glasses. Yep.
0: And um, maybe shorter. She had to sort of pad her body to make her body more robust and rotund.
1: Yeah, so it literally, there's a side by side, Mike. I don't know if you saw this too, but the side by side of the guy, somebody tweeted, "Megan, you're not fooling us." Like, <laughs> I just love the idea that Meghan Markle was gonna sneak in. Like, I'll show them. Oh yeah, not going I'm gonna
0: to- be like you're not on the guest list. Who would you be, Tyrion yeah. Ferguson or something? <laughs> I mean, come on.
1: So clearly
0: diabetes sorry it's so Wilfred
1: <laughs> Brimley. <I had laughs> to- Brimley I had to bring oh, it up God. Yes. Oh, may he rest <sighs> in peace okay um <laughs> so clearly that's not Meghan Markle in fact uh that was Mr. Jenkins who apparently is uh a composer Car- Sir Carl Jenkins who um well He's not Meghan Markle.
0: No, but he does look like someone but in a that costume.
1: does look like a wig on his head.
0: It sure, maybe it is. I've seen pictures. I went through some photos of him in the past, and he did have a big head of gray hair. Yeah. But this looked like, you know, you can tell from the top and the where you don't see a part. You don't see, um, if it's a bad wig, it's like you don't see skin on their head. Now, yeah. good wigs, you, they make fake like a hairline. skin, like a fake hairline, a fake no. um, a fake part that looks sure. like your scalp. This was not that kind of this wig. This was not a
1: lace front wig, no. as the queens would say. Yeah. Okay, so um, we know Meghan Markle didn't impersonate Sir Jenkins. <laughs> but we do also, we're talking maybe about the uh, more hilarious side of what went on during the coronation, a thing that Charles literally has been waiting his entire life He could not get out of this experience without being salty.
0: (laughs) He's an old man.
1: He is an old man. And it showed because there was a video. I was scrolling through my TikToks last night and there was like a King Charles lip reading. Yes. And it's apparently so he's in the coach and he's like,
0: this is on the way. The Diamond Jubilee coach.
1: Yes. Yeah. Uh, So he's in the coach with camilla and he's clearly perturbed and he's doing his best to not seem overt about it but anybody watching is like oh that dude's not happy
0: it's like you know that you're behind you think you're behind that garage door over there with that horse in front of you but there's a hyper super lens that's looking right at your face
1: so apparently this is all because william and kate made him have to wait, so he was late, essentially, because of them. But this lip-reading expert says, no, it says something about, let's see, uh, takes all this time, and I'm ticked off because I'm sat here. I'm reading, and I'm getting older. And, yeah. What? Pretty unbelievable. Takes all this time. Right. So, something about being ticked off because he's, like, having to sit here.
0: And then, also, I thought that they something saw, about said horse. something about that. The horses like yeah. what's going on with the horses. They have practiced this over and over. And they should know what they're doing. Yeah, he was it's a horse.
1: He was not. Amused.
0: That one horse went into the barricade. That one horse. There was a dark colored horse that just was going crazy. And it just kind of like the poor. All I I mean, I felt bad for the horse and the people next to the barricade. They got out of the way, but it trotted right through. Like, it backed up and then did well, some more backing up into the
1: crowd. Also, I would just like to point out, it's an animal. Animals yeah. are unpredictable. And he's getting Animals spooked. and children are very unpredictable beings. So you have to give them the time and the space. So, dear Charles, honey, you've waited this long. It'll be fine. Like, literally, if I were Charles, I would be like, whatever. Whatever. You know, honestly, like, what? What is? what is the... What is the need at this point to get your undies in a bunch after 70 years?
0: Well, there was a lot of thought and effort put into it. And I'm sure that there was a lot of just constant discussion and talking. They didn't just throw it out, uh, up in two days.
1: Yeah, but I'm saying he's been there waiting 70 years. Right. So, Like why if it takes it get, five minutes like, longer. Why, are
0: not, why aren't we starting on time? He's probably just somebody who wants to start on time. Yeah you know? And yeah, poor but dude, Camilla. Take a, take a <gasps> breath. Said, poor Camilla.
1: Poor, uh, yeah, I don't think you're really concerned about Camilla. Well,
0: I, well, she was probably like, it's okay, just calm down, you know? Yeah. And then he's like, don't tell me to calm down. He's like, hurry
1: up, I only have five minutes on this throne! <laughs> Which, by the way, that was another thing, when uh, we were watching, um, Jamie was like, how old is he? He was, uh, and I was like, I think he's, what is he, 74? I think he's
0: 78. Oh,
1: 78. He's like, Because he 74. No. Yeah. I think he's a little younger. Let's see. Uh, King Charles age. Cause he is the same 74. So he is the same age as Lionel Richie. And I was watching an interview with Lionel Richie. So for those of you who don't know, we're going to talk about this in the third hour. Um, Lionel Richie was a part of the concert that took place on Sunday. And Lionel Richie was on one of the British chat shows in the days leading up to and was basically like, yeah, Charles and I are besties. We hang out all the time. <laughs> and both Jamie and I were like, do you, are you guys really besties or is he just named dropping whatever? But they've apparently had like some relationship before and, and they, he was like, I have a joke. You know, we have a joke between us about our age because they're the same age. And I'm like, Lionel Richie looks amazing compared to King Charles. Does he? Look at King Charles. King Charles to me did not look 74. Oh. Uh, Lionel Richie definitely looks younger than King Charles. And he said, what's your secret to Lionel Richie? And he's like, well, come to L.A. and I'll get you the surgery. Or you know, get you all the <laughs> the procedures that you need. Yeah, you
0: don't you haven't and been that's doing what Botox I told for thirty years. That's
1: what I told Jamie. I was like, Well, that's why Charles looks seventy four, because I would just like to remind you that Americans don't look seventy four anymore because they have procedures. Yes. British people on the whole, they just kinda go with it, man. Well,
0: that, yeah. Also,
1: there. I mean, and that's sort of like a, that's sort of like the British, like Americans flexing their power and money is plastic surgery. Mm -hmm. British people's flexing of power and money is to just grow old and not give a rat's behind. Country home. And yeah, that, with no central heat and yeah. they're like, yeah.
0: Yeah, it's like this old cottage was built, you know, when Shakespeare yeah, was exactly. alive and exactly. I own it and it's millions of dollars. I
1: was like Brits just they don't care. Uh-huh. They don't care. They're not worried about it. Uh, any other uh, royal droppings um, that you wanted to make sure we get to before we head out?
0: Ooh, um I would say um I I really did feel like Well, Katy Perry had a hard time finding her seat, which I think we're going to talk about that coming up a little bit later.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely.
0: She, uh, she was, it was, you can talk about it now. Well, I mean, she was in a pink outfit with a pink, huge pink hat, and it went way over her eyes. And bless her heart, she didn't know where she was supposed to sit. And she was wandering around a lot. I'm like, do they not have ushers? Like, this is treat it like you're going to the, Orpheum. like why aren't there people going let me show you to your seat ma'am yeah.
1: I did see that she tweeted later like don't I worry you guys I found my seat <laughs> yes
0: and then she had an unfortunate like trip outside the
1: yeah she the kind of West did a Westminster wobble.
0: Abbey and she was like whoa tipping over I mean they kind of just took two moments of her that weren't great yeah, well you know that
1: would be me i would be the awkward american like oh sorry you guys or i would like you know say the wrong thing at the wrong time she's
0: so trying to fit in with the british people and then she's like wandering around like am i even invited
1: oh and just wait i'm gonna play for you they had a moment she lionel richie king and queen together the four of them and Katy Perry does something that made me go, "Oh, oh honey!" Yeah, it
0: was kind of awkward, wasn't that? Yeah. So mm-hmm. we'll talk
1: about that <laughs> and a lot more in this third hour of the Adventures of Bradley and Don, right here on My Talk One of Are you having fun?
0: Having so much fun. My Talk 1071. Everything entered.